Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the topic is the doldrums. Do you know what those are? It's a great word, and it sounds just like what it means. It's a state of inactivity or stagnation, a dull, listless mood. It's also a windless, calm condition on the ocean. So if you're sailing, you're in trouble. I was once on a ship, not a sailboat, a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and we hit the doldrums. And it was beautiful, but it was weird. I thought, this is what those old sea stories are talking about. In the doldrums where there's no wind and no ripple, you can just get stuck. And so I'm going to talk about that when a mood like that hits us and how, I guess you could say, we have to get a paddle out and start rowing to shore. I imagine we've all experienced the doldrums sometime or other. You just feel uninspired or bored. Nothing sounds interesting. You're not motivated. And if you don't snap out of it, you will soon descend into, hmm, could be complaining or just discontent or self-pity or grumbling or a cranky attitude because the doldrums, it turns out, are a perfect breeding ground for that kind of sin and others, no doubt. But we are just creatures and we're prone to temptations and the doldrums is just another temptation. It is not a sin to be bored but it can become a temptation toward other sins. could be a temptation to be lazy, to be introspective, to just waste time. So what do we do with the doldrums? How do we resist the temptation? And of course, we know that God always has a way out for us in every temptation. So whatever the cause, real or imagined, if you're dealing with this kind of thing from time to time, or your kids are, just first of all, realize that a mood is a temptation. And once you realize that you are in it, there's still plenty of time. Well, there's still time to handle it before you do give way to the temptation and get into sin. Remember, the mood itself makes you more vulnerable to the temptation. And so once you give way to it and make a home for it, it's much harder to shake. But you still can, of course. It's just harder. So the goal is to stay out of trouble. The goal is to stay out of the mud pit in the first place and not get sucked in. Boredom or restlessness can affect all of us, even our kids. And when our kids were little, I remember from time to time, they would get bored. It was probably in summer vacation. And just once in a while, they would tell me they were bored. I would always give them a couple of suggestions. You know, how about reading? Eh, no. Or how about riding your bike? You know, if they rejected those ideas, I would tell them I might have plenty of jobs they could do. And I'd give them time to find something to do. And if they still hadn't, I would find jobs for them. And that was a real motivator. I mean, not that folding the laundry isn't a blast, but they would prefer finding something more interesting to do. I didn't feel sorry for them or pamper them, but I'm trying to teach, I was trying to teach them to handle this temptation to boredom. Work is usually a very good check on boredom. 
if one of my kids came in and in a whiny voice said, I'm bored, then I would say, let's try that again. Why don't you go back and come back in the room and try something else in a cheerful voice? Like, hi, mom, I need something to do. Can you help me? (laughs) You know, it's just training. It's just teaching. And it's amazing how quickly they could respond and change their tone. But it takes practice. And so just as we teach our own children to do this, we have to learn to do it ourselves, or we have no business teaching others. This is how we practice with our own emotional temptations. Some days you might wake up with just this little gray cloud over your head, and you don't know where it came from. But your duty is to say something like this. I have a lot to do today, so you are just going to have to come along quietly. I don't have time to stop and pet you. When the doldrums descend on you, begin by thanking God that you just have an opportunity to ignore them. Doldrums, you will have to come along quietly. I have a lot to do. But what if you don't have a lot to do? What if you really are in a puzzle in between things? But surely you can find something. So make a list of your duties and your responsibilities. Circle the ones that need your attention today. Write Aunt Millie that long overdue thank you note. Just something. Just get started. Sometimes you might need to just take a walk or make cookies for a friend or go get a coffee. Don't settle in for a sulk or a pity party. That is giving way to the temptation. Then you begin listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself. Saying things like, I have no friends, no one invites me over, no one appreciates me, and so forth. Don't listen to that kind of conversation in your head. That is giving way to temptation. And don't open a bag of chips. That won't fix it either. Instead, instead of listening to yourself, talk to yourself. Give yourself a pep talk. Self, what does God want me to do right now? And self will say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. There you go. That's what giving yourself a pep talk looks like. You quote scripture to yourself. And did you get how Paul put that in Philippians 4.4? Rejoice in the Lord when? Always. And in case you didn't get that, I will say it again. (laughs) Rejoice. We need the repetition. It's a verse we've all memorized, and it might even be hanging somewhere in your house. But are you doing it? Are we really rejoicing in the Lord always? So we rejoice in Him, even if we feel dull, because He's the same always, and His promises are true, whatever our temptations are. But we have to make a choice to rejoice in the Lord. We have to thank Him for the mood, thank Him for the doldrums, and ask Him to help you turn a profit on them. You know you don't have to let the mood win. Sometimes the doldrums can come predictably, once a month, say. And if that is the case, chart it. Get it on the calendar. And then pray in advance that you'll be able to ignore the mood and press on. I call this praying preventatively. If you know certain seasons are a temptation for you and you see it coming, pray in advance. Have a plan. Don't be caught off guard. Just treat it like it's no big deal. Oh, it's you again. Well, come along quietly. I'm busy. But don't be blindsided. Ask God to help you navigate it and arm yourself spiritually with a good plan on how to meet it. 
how to meet that temptation. We don't have to examine every temptation and have a conversation with it. In fact, it's much better to ignore these things and turn to rejoice in the Lord and thank Him. Turn away. Change the subject. Count your blessings. Have a time of thanksgiving for all those blessings. And then get your hands busy. Read to the kids. Finish that sewing project. Clean out your closet. Read the Word. In fact, maybe that's what we should have put at the top of the list. Read the Word. Have you been in the Word today? You say, but I'm not in the mood. That's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. The point is to get back to your duties, whatever they may be. Our culture caters to women, indulges women, turns them into the ultimate bossy pants. Do you have an emotion, it says? Then indulge it. Take it out on someone else. Let it have its way. You go, girl. That's the way to misery and slavery. And they just want you to advertise your bad attitude. But we are Christians. Don't let the world boss you around and tell you how to live. Don't let your emotions boss you around. You belong to Christ. You are a free woman. Your sins are forgiven and you're a new creature. Live like who you are. Then you'll be in a position to joyfully show and teach your children how to follow your example. But if you don't have children and you live alone, you are in a position to joyfully show God how much you want to stay out of temptation and live in a way that pleases Him. Going back to bed and pulling the covers over your head is not the way to battle temptation. Getting dressed, making your bed is a much better plan. Open the curtains, put on some music, make a pot of tea, and be glad for all the grace God has bestowed on you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'd like to mention that if you haven't yet, there's still time to sign up for the latest webinar from Rachel Jankovic, my daughter. And she's titled it, Get a Grip, Emotional Self-Control in an Age of Radical Self-Indulgence. In this four-week series, Rachel walks you through a full biblical perspective on emotional self-control from the biblical basics to the day-in, day-out application. For more information and to sign up, just go to canonpress.com self. That's canonpress.com self.